0: kind of what we all are searching for even like you listen to a peaceful music and it calms you down and there's a quest for peace because we live in this busy world especially nowadays you know this season is a busy time so we try to get away from the hustle and bustle of life try to find a peace however it is for momentarily peace seems like it's a goal for life for many you know, we, that's why we, we work hard and then go on a vacation to find peace, only to go back to the regular life, right? Or maybe we save up, we work hard, we invest with 401k, and then we save up to buy our dream home to have a peaceful retirement. Or we invest in relationship and, you know, we, we suck up the things that we really want to say. And then we try to be peaceful, to have a good relationship. And and then to invest in those relationships, to find, trying to find that peace. We work so hard. We invest so much. But isn't it um, true that this peace gets disturbed so quickly, so Fragile. This, this peace gets shaken up so easily. This past week for our family, the Ishitobi family, the peace was gone out of the window because all my family got the flu. I mean, all I see is go home. I was fine. And I, 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 I just, I say I'm germ-free today. But I probably shouldn't shake your hand. Even if I did today, I'm sorry. Because, you know, like <laughs> when my kids have it. So you don't know what I have. But I, I feel great but I come home, and my kids are vomiting, and, and Tylenol, and and can't eat the food. Oh, I mean, oh, I, actually, I didn't get their permission to use that picture. So, whoops, but it's too late. So don't tell them. They, they couldn't make it today. But, you know, they're like, just, and then at night, my son starts laughing. Like, he has fever, and he's like, starts laughing, and he's like, he's fighting against something. I mean, it's just a scary sight, and, Where's peace in that, right? And then we have a six-month-old baby, and he had a fever of close to 105. Oh, and we were very close to going to the ER, but the, we called the doctor and says, just if it goes up 105, they will come. But if not, just stay put. And we never end up taking him to the hospital. But it was brutal, right? And, um, you know, such things as our problem with health. Or maybe if it's a finance problem, maybe it's a tragedy that takes place in our lives, maybe it's a natural, natural disaster that takes place in our, in our lives, or so other misfortunes, it is so easy for the search of peace in this world to end up in vain. You know, it's like this roller coaster ride where you go up, you go down, you spin around and you turn around and it just, it's so unreliable. Some are fortunate enough to find that peaceful life at the end of their work and, and they find this dream house and they invest so much. Maybe that's a fortunate person that could get that peace, but how long does that last? Five years? Ten years? If you're lucky, 15 or 20 years, but all end up in vain because we all die and we can't take any of the things with us so we our, our search for peace is so fragile and it's so momentarily and, and but the truth is we long for that peace and we actually need a true peace that is not shaken up by our circumstances or our situation but it is something that is certain and it stays a peace that is eternal and that peace is only given through jesus christ church amen that is the only way we find that peace and that search of peace through jesus christ will not be in vain it says in isaiah 9 verse 6 it says for a child for to us a child is born to us a son is given and the government with will be on his shoulders and he will be called the wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father and the prince of peace and let's go on. Verse 7 it says, The greatness of his government and the peace there will be no end. You hear that? The peace will have no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from the time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. This is the promise of God that is given to us today through His Son, Jesus Christ. It is His passion, it is His zeal that accomplishes all this. Today we're going to look at what true peace really is. And then, what is this peace that Jesus actually brought? And then, as those who receive this true peace, how are we to live with this ultimate peace? And what do we do with that? So we're going to look all about those things today so the world I mean sorry the word peace okay is common in many languages we heard these terms before like peace treaty or, or times of peace I mean basically the peace that this world is is universal on it is a lack or absence of conflict or war I mean in a situation without the war it's like God's oh, peace right? And then even in the Bible, that, that term is, is accurate or that definition is true. Because there's many wars that uh, have to take place in the Bible. And the Bible says, hey, there's no war. Hey, there's a time of peace for the Israelites, a peace without any conflict. But the, our version of peace goes beyond that. See, peace doesn't just mean absence of conflict or problem. That's the world's answer to peace. But the Bible says there's something more. The presence of God is the key to peace. Not just the absence of conflict, but the presence of God is key to our peace. He's the one who is beyond our problems. He is overseeing all our problems. I mean, He is with us, and for that is our peace. The word peace in Hebrew language is shalom. You've heard that before. Like a lot of the Jewish people greet each other with the word shalom. It means greetings, but also it is the blessing as well. We heard that word. That's shalom, the peace. In the New Testament, it was written in Greek language. And in that Greek, the word peace is called eirene. So shalom and Elene. Those are all the word that means peace. And it means it's complete. It's it's whole. it's it's wholesome it's not with any crack it's like this nice piece of rock that is no uh, there's no crack when you build a wall and there's nothing missing there's peace but when something is missing the peace is missing you know earlier today just right now i saw in the back of the room i saw this thing hanging on the ground you know that what this is this is the bottom piece of your chair and I'm feeling like crazy because, like, where's the missing chair? If you can find me, you'll give me peace. I mean, okay, because they weren't in the back. But, like, with missing peace, that's lacking peace. But when this finally finds its home, I'm going to put it back, God, trust me, and you're going to help me with that. I'll find <laughs> peace. I mean, that's shalom or elene, considering in the Bible. That's the word meaning of that. So, but think about this. Isn't it true when our lives, when it's missing something, when it's something critical, when health is gone, when there's financial problems, there's financial cracks in our life, or whether it's tragedy, when something's missing, broken relationship, those would all cause lack of peace because something is missing. Body, mind, and soul it 's all connected, and when that something is missing, we lose our peace. but usually the quest for peace in this world we get it all wrong we we actually flip the order see what the world's search for peace is usually the tangible things first see the, the you know the body, mind, and soul is all connected, but many oftentimes the world only concentrate on seeking peaceful in our body whether it's health finance the tangible stuff the relationship it's all about what we could gather and win over i mean those are what we search for the peace job security our savings And then when we all have that, those things complete, the mind will find peace. That's what the world teaches. You got to get all these things. That's why people work their butts off to, to find the pieces together and to have this life, have a nice home, have a nice education so that we are all peace. That's what we shoot for. And then we feel complete for a moment. But as we search for peace and restoring the broken pieces together, oftentimes we end up empty because in deep down inside there's there's something more the bible clearly teaches us that when the soul is where the peace is needed the most the bible teaches us that we have a problem with our soul caused by sin and that is the cause of all of the the brokenness of the peace That's the biggest problem. And the Bible clearly says that we, our soul, needs to have peace. And that is only attainable by restoring the relationship with our Creator, God. Because of our sin, we have this eternal separation. We we are the, we've been broken apart from God. Our souls, they will die never to be united with the Creator, God. There will never be peace unless that problem with the soul is resolved. Jesus' birth was the arrival of Irene, this missing peace. He was a solution to restore our peace which was broken. You don't have to turn to this, but John 24, 14, 27 actually, it says this, Jesus says to this people, my peace I give you. He had perfect peace with Heavenly Father God. He says, that I want to give it to you. Apostle Paul profoundly said this, to the, wrote this to the church in Ephesus. It says this in Ephesians chapter 2. And if it's on the screen, if you could read this together, I think that will help us to understand what this peace that Jesus brought. So let's read this from the top. For he himself is our peace. This is Jesus who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. By setting aside his flesh, the law with its commands and regulations, his purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two that's making peace. And in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who are far away, peace to those who were near. I mean, there's a pretty heavy-duty language right there. But basically, he's saying that there is a two, big separation between the two, from us and God. And Jesus became the mediator. On the cross, he says, the hostility, our sin, the things of our hearts that is against God is now being destroyed. So therefore, the barrier is gone, and the two is now one whole piece again. We were once divided with the Creator, but through Jesus, we're together. And when we put our trust in this truth, our soul finds true peace. And the Bible says that's called salvation. Your soul is saved. What was missing was whole again. You were this missing piece, but you've been found. You know, God was lacking you, but now you were brought back through Jesus Christ. Can you just imagine that dramatic emotion by God to you? You were the one that was missing. And now through Jesus, you're back together. This joy erupts in the heart of our Father. And when that happens, when the soul finds peace, our mind thinks peace. It fills with peace. And then how about the body, the tangible things? Well, the world still may have our problems. The issues may happen. The conflict may still be there. But the peace is in you. And it will never be disturbed because your ultimate peace is within you. So the circumstances will not disturb your peace. Even if it does, we know that it will not take us. We know our God is living inside because the presence of Jesus brings you peace. And eternity is secured. The world's answer to peace is the absence of conflict and problems. So we try to avoid that and we try to gain more things. But the Bible's answer to our quest for peace is the presence of God that is greater than all problems is the answer to your peace. See, the true peace is found when you know that you've been truly found. I'm going to say that again. The true peace is found when you know that you are truly found by God do you have that peace if not i want you to receive it today this christmas i want you to know that baby jesus is the one who brought you peace and received it receive that with all your life but if you already received this peace i want us to know that we will rise above any problems the troubles of life because those are the things that is not that never will disturb your peace christ in you gives you peace so now We talked about what this peace is all about. It is something that Jesus brought, and it is living inside of you, and because of that presence, you will not be shaken. Now let's take this theme of peace a little bit further and I'm going to read a passage that might maybe be a little shocking to you and it shocked many people and it it's shocking still people people still today but it's from Luke 12 we already studied this recently but let's read this or let's look at this from the screen Luke 12:51 this is the NLT version new living translation it says do you think i have come to bring peace to the earth no i have come to divide people against each other and you're like what that's contradicting isn't it this is not what jesus well let me assure you the bible does not contradict each other so please have that in mind that it is not a contradicting message if it is hard to understand then we got to spend a little more time understanding this it is a confusing passage and it turns a lot of people off like oh jesus he's so divisive well yeah you you may be right but let me make it very clear. Jesus came to give you peace with God, the Creator. He did not come to give you peace with the world. Let me explain a little bit more. Because when Jesus is alive in us, the Holy Spirit is alive in us, so therefore our focus in life, the things that we go after is going kind to of change. The things that used to gratify our souls, the things that we we did or, or tried to obtain to, to give happiness or to give pleasure we don't seek that after anymore because we already have the ultimate peace we're not dependent on those world thing worldly things anymore therefore jesus is separating you from the world let me give you an example there's a there's a couple that was living together, cohabitants together. And they, oh, this is—they make sense. We, we love each other. We don't have to pay half the rent. Let's just live together. But they encountered Jesus Christ. They encountered the values of the Bible. And they says, wow, it's a lot different than what I used to think. And now they were convicted. The Holy Spirit spoke to them. And they says, okay, well, let's, let's not live together anymore. Let, let's do the things... After marriage, before the marriage, and that the values started changing in them. And now they became, they they lived apart and they waited for their marriage to live together again. I mean, those are the things that will happen when we know Jesus. Because then he will separate the values from this world and teaches us the ways that the Bible is teaching. Because our father knows best. Haven't your dad told you that? Oh, I know what's best for you. And you're like, what are you talking about? Hey, God is saying the same thing to you. He knows what's best. And He knows that the things that we've been pursuing with the worldly senses, it's going to only give you harm. It'll give you suffering. Eternally, you'll make yourself separate from God. And God, the Heavenly Father, who is full of love, cannot stand that. He's like, no, I want you to know that I want to give you peace. Therefore, I might have to separate you from the things of this world. That is the Father's love that is upon us. And you know, this week, as a father, I, I saw something that is extremely painful to see a six-month, I mean, you know, or seven- and ten-year-old, too. I, I feel horrible, but especially the <laughs> but, but especially the, the six-month-old yeah. baby because he can't speak, he can't complain, he can't have medicine, so he's just taking this pain and agonizing. And and, and agony and I was like, oh my gosh, I wish I could just take that away from him I wish I could take his pain and just eat it up even though it's gonna give me horrible feeling I wouldn't mind because that's the father's heart to this baby, right? Our father. God feels the same thing. He's like I don't want you to keep sinning I don't want you to keep hurting yourself I don't want you to be suffering in death because of sin. I want to take that and I want to take it on me that's exactly what he did. He took his, his the, Jesus, and he put all that on him. Jesus is the one, the piece of Trinity, and God Himself took on your sin and your pain, your death upon the cross to give you what was His. I mean, this is the Father's heart. That I'm going to take all that because He, I want to take your suffering away from you. And I want to be united with you once again. Therefore, He took for us the sin and death, hoping that you would receive this gift of life. See, this is the plan of our God, to give you salvation, to give you peace, and so that you won't have to suffer and have that peace. And you know, I just so love the passage, Isaiah 9, 7. We just read that this is the zeal. This is the passion of the Lord Almighty, to give you peace, everlasting. And it says, His zeal will accomplish this. Isn't that encouraging, church? So, do you have this ultimate peace with you? Because if you do, how can we not overflow? How can we not, with our appreciation to God, overflow with this peace? Remember the word shalom and lene. These are actually used oftentimes as a verb. You know, to bring back wholeness or completeness. Bring, bring back together what was missing. Hey, let us be the peacemakers of this world. Oftentimes in the Bible, when somebody's missing, or when you accidentally kill someone else's cattle, you pay them all back. It is to bring back shalom. Let us be that one here in this world. It is when two parties are fighting each other, but they found peace. They found shalom. So now they're for each other. They're building together. They're supporting one another. And that is shalom. Let us bring shalom. Let us be the peacemakers. And you know what? I feel this church got that. We already have that. Yesterday I was here for church work day. People from the Japanese, people from the English, we came together, worked together. There was shalom. It was awesome. And we are convinced that this is the direction, this is the vision, and we're going to continue to work together to build God's church here in Costa Mesa and beyond. Amen? I mean, that's what we're all about. We're all about peace. This, this shalom that only God brings together. In Ephesians, later on, Paul says this in chapter 4, verse 2. It says, be, let's read this together, shall we? This is amazing. This is what we are challenged to do. Let's read this. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. See, Jesus gave us this peace, and now we get to serve together for the kingdom, for our God who gave us peace. And now, do you remember a couple of months ago, we had Pastor Kaoru Inoue. He is former Yakuza member. And then I have a friend who you may know, but I have a friend whose name is Pastor Brian Worth. He's, he, he was an ex-gang member. See, these are the people that are now, they used to be the disruptors of peace in this world. I mean, they were notorious. I mean, they were people were scared people were they're they like hating on them i mean because they they had reasons to because these guys they were disrupting peace in this world whether it's through violence whether it's through drugs i mean that's all they knew but they found peace through jesus christ now they are serving as peacemakers See, they were pursuing the worldly value to the extreme but end up being empty and without anything to fall on. They found peace through Jesus Christ, whether it was in their jail cell or whether it was in their time where they were just trying to commit a suicide. They found peace through Jesus Christ. And now as they found this ultimate peace, their lives began to change. They're now making every effort to communicate and to bring peace on this earth it's like jesus their message is always oh, jesus came to save you if i'm able to find peace so can you maybe we're not like them maybe we don't have the same platform but your testimony is just as powerful you know that because there are people in this world that only you could share about the peace that jesus had bringing them so we want to be peacemakers. We want to go out and overflow with the peace, this river of peace flowing from this church, from your heart to the world. That's what we're going to be all about. What Heavenly Treasure is doing is they're bringing peace through what they're doing in 20 different countries, multiple and hundreds of artisans. I mean, that's the work of Jesus continuing through them. And we are get to be part of this plan too, the peacemakers of this world. Jesus gave you peace. The ultimate peace is within us. And if you have not received this peace, please receive this today. Don't delay. Do it today. And now with this peace of Jesus that he brought, this gift of peace, no matter what may come your way, the peace will never fade away. Please know that. And now with that peace, let us go from here as peacemakers of this world, church. So now we have some weekly challenge. If you could pull out your phones, take a picture, take it with you. And then just review this sometime this week, maybe this afternoon, maybe tomorrow in your quiet time, but let's read Isaiah. This is the no section, Isaiah 9, 6, and 7, Ephesians 2, 14 through 17, and also chapter 4, 2, 3. Those are the passages that we covered today. Review that again. The word peace, again, is Old Testament, shalom, New Testament, eneine. It means wholeness, completeness. That's the definition of our peace. There's no missing peace. That's shalom. And you were the peace that was been found. So now, what do you appreciate about this peace made through Jesus Christ? And then grow. Is there an area of your life that is maybe in a conflict of interest with God? Because you know what? Peace, true peace, is not having a conflict of interest with God. Isn't that true? We know that this is what God wants. So if there an area of your life that may be challenging that peace within you? Be sure to soul search And then to make in every effort to have shalom in your life, in your relationship with God. And then, finally, overflow. Ask God to use you as a peacemaker in the unique situation and the relationship that God has uniquely placed you in. Amen? Amen. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you so much for this season of Advent. In week two, we looked at the peace of Jesus. It is not the peace with God, but it is peace with you, O Father God, our Creator, May we continue to have peace and not to have conflict of interest with you, God. May we be confident in the choices that we make. We know that this is what you want from me. That's the Father's love that we get to experience. So may we have peace in the things that we do, the things that we decide, the places that we go, directions of life. May there be peace because we have the peace of Jesus. So God, I ask that you would use us as rivers of peace that is flowing through our our neighborhoods, through our families, as ambassadors of peace, the peacemakers of this world. Peace takes a lot of effort. It takes work. It took a life of Jesus to bring us peace. May we serve. May we go with with the same mind of Jesus, willing to go the extra mile to bring peace you use each and every one of us as peacemakers. We thank you so much for the zeal and the passion of God that will accomplish all of this. In your precious son's name, I I pray. Amen.